Well, Happy New Year! Now think of all the people who've ever lived in the history of the world. And we are part of that group that get to experience the beginning of 2016. We are a blessed and privileged people. And as we've been singing, as we've been reflecting already, how, how important it is, how critical it is on the first Sunday of this year to examine our own hearts and our own lives, to, to profess and to remember those things that we believe. And then to engage and embark on a new year, asking God to, to enable us to be shaped, informed, and directed by those beliefs. By that relationship that we share with God through Jesus Christ. And so one of the, the powerful ways that we do this, one of the symbolic ways that we do this is by sharing together in the Lord's Supper. And so it's not just coincidence that on this Sunday every year, the first Sunday of the year, that we draw together as a church family to share in the Lord's table, to break bread with Jesus. Now think in your own families. Think about the importance of gathering for that, that family meal. You know, we've just come out of the holiday season, which began back at Thanksgiving, and, and how many of us enjoy that Thanksgiving season because it's a time in which we gather around the table and, and experience the blessing of the harvest. We gather with family and friends that we may not see that often throughout the year, and we give thanks. And it's as if our families, many of our families, as we, we kind of go our ways and live in different places throughout the year, as we come home during the holidays, we, we mark time, we mark the years as we gather around those tables, as we celebrate the arrival of new members by birth or by marriage, right? as we remember and even grieve those that are no longer around the table. Sharing in meal is one of those significant and powerful reminders and connectors of life that we share. And so it is with the Lord's Supper. As we share in just a few moments, as we break bread with each other, as we share in the cup with each other, let us understand that this is an opportunity and a time for us on this Sunday to renew our confession and our lives before the Lord. To renew our commitment that we share with each other as a part of this body of Christ. Let us break bread with Jesus. And in doing so, we will discover A new life. We will discover that as we break bread with Jesus, that transformation is possible. We will discover that as we look to a new year, that indeed lives are being and can be changed. 
This morning I want to focus our attention on the Gospel of Luke. And it's interesting as you study the, the Gospels, as you study all the Bible, as you look at the Gospel of Luke today, there's an interesting theme or strand that flows through Luke's Gospel in the area of Jesus breaking bread with His disciples and with His followers. And I want us today, the church 2,000 years later, I want us to find ourselves as a part of this grand experience, as a part of this opportunity to share and to break bread with Jesus. So we're going to look at three of the stories in the Gospel of Luke as we prepare our own hearts to break bread with Christ today. If you would, if you want to follow along in your Bible, you can turn to Luke chapter 9 is the first story. It's a familiar story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. I believe that's, that starts in uh, around verse 10 through verse 17. The feeding of the 5,000 is one of those stories that's found in, in all four Gospels. And, and each, each kind of has a, a different take on it. So we look at the story in Luke's Gospel. And we see that in, in verse 10, as the crowd began to gather, actually Jesus and the disciples had decided that they wanted to get away. They were, they were tired. They, they just wanted to have some rest. But the crowds discovered where they were going. And so we have this picture of, of Jesus and the disciples trying to get away, only to find that thousands of people, the Scripture says 5,000 men, and the implication is that their wives and children were with them, gathered out in this remote place. And, and the accounts in the Gospel tell us that, that Jesus had compassion. He had compassion on those that gathered around. Compassion that he began to heal those who were sick. Compassion that he began to teach and instruct those who gathered. And as we read through the story, we discover that as the day grows long, the disciples begin to be concerned that, that no one has eaten today. And so they go to Jesus and they say, Jesus, Lord, you, you need to send the people back into the villages so that they can find something to eat well, Jesus would have nothing to do with that. He said, well, you all solved that problem. There's no food. And sure enough, they find a, a young boy with five loaves and two fish. And look at what it says in verse 16. Jesus, taking the five loaves and the two fish, he gave thanks and he broke them. He, he broke the bread. He broke those loaves. And then he began to give the bread and the fish to the disciples. So that the disciples could share with those who'd gathered. He took bread. He gave thanks for that bread. He broke that bread. And then he gave that bread out through the disciples. The next story that Luke takes us to in Jesus breaking bread with his disciples is also a familiar story. It's the story of the Passover. It's the story from which we get the, the Lord's Supper from. If you'll turn to Luke chapter 22, I believe around verse 15 is where that story begins. 
Now we have the context, if we look at the other Gospels, in, in John chapter 13, we see that right before this moment, that Jesus has washed the feet of the disciples. That, that Jesus has taken on the servant's role. He's girded himself with the towel and, and the water basin, and he's washed the feet of the disciples. Certainly a task that no Messiah, no Christ, no Lord would ever take upon themselves. Yet here, Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. And then it's almost as if Luke picks up on that story. And he tells them as he's prepared their hearts, as he's washed their feet, he says, I have earnestly desired to share this Passover with you. You see, the disciples didn't know what was, was going to happen. They didn't understand what was, was going on. But Jesus understood that these next hours were critical. And, and He was looking forward to sharing this Passover meal. As we continue to read that story, we see that uh, the cup is shared, most likely from the Passover story and, and ritual, the second cup, the, the cup of salvation or cup of deliverance is, is shared there in verse 17. And then we get to the key verse for us today, verse 19. And look and see what the Scripture says. He took bread. He gave thanks. He broke that bread. And he gave it to them. And then, of course, we know the, the story of him taking the probably most likely the third cup, the cup of redemption, to share with his disciples. The final story of Jesus breaking bread with disciples comes out of Luke chapter 24. It actually is a story that takes place on the day of resurrection. On Easter Day, this story takes place. It appears to be towards the end of the day. And the disciples there had, uh, had, had heard the stories of Jesus. They had heard the stories of the women and of Peter, of, of encountering the Christ. And there was a buzz. And these two disciples were on their way back to their home, back to Emmaus. And they were walking along on that road together, two of them, and they were talking about the activities of the day when a stranger came alongside of them. And for whatever spiritual, mysterious reasons, or for whatever reasons, they don't recognize that it's Jesus. And they begin to talk, and, and Jesus allows them to begin to tell the story. And they say, oh, you, you haven't heard what's taking place today. And, and they go on and they tell about Jesus and that apparently he's risen. And, and as they finish their story, they say, well, but we don't really fully understand all that's taking place. And at that point, the stranger takes up the story. And he goes back to Moses and the prophets, and he begins to tell them about the coming Messiah. And they arrive in Emmaus, and this stranger appears to be, to be walking on, but these two disciples of Jesus say, no, 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 stay, have dinner with us. At least, at least refresh yourself for the journey that, that you must continue. And we pick the story up in verse 30. Jesus was at the table with them, and he took bread, and he gave thanks. And then he broke that bread and he gave it to his disciples. 
Luke wants us to understand and to know that whenever we break bread with Jesus, that that is a life-changing, a life-transforming meal. When Jesus takes bread, when He gives thanks, when He breaks that bread, and when He gives it out to be partaken of, things change. Let's go back now to the stories. The feeding of the 5,000. 5,000 plus hungry people. They have five loaves and two, two fish. After Jesus takes those loaves, after He gives thanks and He breaks that bread and begins to share and distribute that through the disciples, the Scripture tells us that they all, the crowd, the 5,000 plus, they all ate and were satisfied. In fact, Luke goes on to tell us that not only were they satisfied, but there, there were 12 baskets of broken bread that were left over. We go to the story of the Passover. And Jesus takes bread. And He does what? He gives thanks. And in that upper room, He breaks that bread. And as He gives it to the disciples, as He begins to share it with the disciples, He says this. He says, this bread, which... He's just broken and which he's just giving to the disciples so that they can share in this Passover meal. In reinterpreting this bread, he says, this bread, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And finally, in Luke 24, after Jesus with those two disciples, takes bread. He gives thanks for that bread. He, he breaks that bread. And in handing that bread to those disciples, verse 31 tells us, then their eyes were opened. And Luke goes on to tell us in that next verse that as they're reflecting on this experience, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, as he was opening the scriptures to us, weren't our hearts burning inside? Yet it wasn't until Jesus took bread and he gave thanks. And he broke that bread and he handed it. He, he gave that to the disciples. And something miraculous, something spiritual, something mystical happens in that moment when Jesus takes bread and he breaks that bread and he hands it to us. And he says, this is my body broken for you. The breaking of bread reveals the Messiah. The breaking of bread reveals Jesus. Again, in verse 35 in that Emmaus story, Jesus was recognized by them when He broke bread. For you see, when Jesus breaks bread, 
He shows, He reveals to us His compassion for the hungry and for the hurting. When Jesus breaks bread with us, He shows His gratitude and faith in the Father by always giving thanks. When Jesus breaks bread with us, we are satisfied. Why? Because His sacrifice is complete. He is given and broken for you and for me. Here's the truth, I believe, that that Luke is trying to help us to understand. It is only through brokenness that the Messiah is revealed. The world, the religious leaders of that day were looking for this this incredible, mighty warrior coming into Jerusalem on on the white steed to lead the the revolution that was going to overthrow the Roman government. But no. The Messiah was revealed, broken on the cross. In fact, I would suggest that His brokenness on the cross is the most powerful revelation of Jesus, of who He is, and of what He came to do. You see, it is the breaking of bread. That God has chosen to reveal His redemptive work in this world. Church, hear this. The breaking of bread continues to be the way that God reveals Jesus and salvation to a hungry world. If we truly believe that we are the body of Christ, then we must understand that we are the bread of Christ. We are the bread of life that also is to be shared and given to a hungry world. Do you love the smell of fresh bread? Do you love to drive by the bakeries when they're baking? And oh, doesn't it just invite you to eat and to be filled and to be satisfied? My wife's family has a wonderful tradition of passing down this bread recipe And so, when we're having a really great meal at home, you smell it first. And it is the smell of fresh bread baking in the oven. And it just invites you to the table. Because the rolls are the last thing, right? And they come out of the oven and they're hot. And it is time to eat. And they are so delicious and satisfying. Isn't that the picture of what the church, what the bread of Christ is? is to be today. As the world looks in around us, shouldn't there be a sense, a smell, a look, a taste of something that is inviting and delicious and welcoming to those that are hungry in this world? But you know what, church? That bread is only useful when it is broken and when it is given and eaten. 
bread of Christ that we call First Baptist Church is revealed at its greatest when we as a people are broken and sacrificing and serving and giving ourselves to the hungry world in which we live. For you see, we are those broken pieces of bread that come from the bread of life that then is redeemed and transformed and given again to a hungry world. It's the breaking of bread that invites us. It is the breaking of bread that invites a hungry world to understand, to experience, and to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So here in just a few moments, we are going to break bread with each other. We are going to break bread with Jesus. For you see, He has already broken and prepared the bread for us to eat. He has already prepared the cup in which we will drink. All are invited. All who profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives are invited to participate and to sit at His banquet table. And in this moment, this sanctuary, this beautiful sanctuary is the banqueting table of our Lord Jesus. Yet even though all are invited, the reality is is that not all will come. But still, we must go and invite. But for those who do come, all are satisfied. Again, we remember from John chapter 6, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Those who come unto Him are satisfied. Those who are hungry in the masses, when they receive from Christ the bread of life, they are filled. And finally, as we share in the bread of life, all are transformed. Remember the story, the guys, the disciples on the road to Emmaus? The scripture says that their eyes were opened, that their hearts were burning within. All are transformed. When we experience the bread of life, the future is different. And what a powerful word for us today on this first Sunday of the year 2016 to know that we are still we can be transformed by the bread of life. This morning, all who profess Jesus as Lord and Savior are welcome and invited to share in His supper with us. Let's pray.